Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. Welcome to The State of Recruiting, a weekly podcast featuring the insights of Longhorn recruiting analyst Mike Roach and hosted by Bobby Burton. Roach offers unparalleled insight into recruiting on the 40 acres. Each week, he crisscrosses the state and sometimes the country, watching and talking to blue chip recruits. And I'm Bobby Burton, a 1992 Texas grad and one of the recruiting industry's founding fathers. The State of Recruiting is taped each and every Wednesday during football and recruiting season. Subscribe now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts, hook them. Mike, welcome, uh, welcome uh, to uh, State of Recruiting. We're now, I guess, two or three weeks past signing day, and and deep into the class of 2021. Last week uh, in the podcast, we covered primarily the guys that Texas was looking at out of state or in state, excuse me, and on a position by position basis. This week, we're gonna we're gonna touch on the handful of guys, five or six guys that you think that Texas fans absolutely need to be aware of that are out of state. I mean, right now there's a hundred names that are out floating out there, but who are the five, six, seven guys that Texas should hone in on before we get to those out of state kids though, I want to go straight to an article that you had earlier this week, uh, explaining your changes that you made on some crystal ball picks uh, and really kind of give you a chance to go more in depth about each of those picks than you were able to do while writing, you know? And so um, I want to start with a guy that I've talked to, uh, talked to you about that I like a lot. And that's Jonathan Brooks, the running back out of Hallettsville. As I, as we both know, Texas has offered three in-state backs. He's one of them. We went over that last week. Uh, but tell us about Jonathan Brooks and the changes you made to your crystal ball and why. I, I put in a Texas crystal ball for Jonathan Brooks where I previously had no crystal ball at all. It really, you know, it, it's a simple case of Texas was the first school to offer. I think Texas has grabbed his attention the most. Right now, their only real competition is Texas State and Texas Tech. And from what I've been able to gather, Texas is still very much in contact with with Jonathan Brooks and and um, you know recruiting him, so um, it, it appears that they feel very good about their early eval. And you know we talk about this a lot. They do these 
early evals once or twice a year where they're really early on a guy, but it ends up being um, you know a pretty strong, pretty strong look. I, you know, they did it for Demarvin Overshow and they did it on uh, Keaton Crawford last year. I think Brooks is the guy this year to look at and say this is maybe our big early eval and we feel good about it. So um, I like where Texas stands in this, and um, you know I've, I've been talking to Jonathan a little bit, and wouldn't surprise me to see him make a spring decision. And if he does, I think um, you know it's Texas. Gotcha. So I watched film of him, and I think he's fantastic, and I can see what they see in him. I, I, he is uh, he is slippery um, and surprisingly strong and quick to the hole. So I, I I think he's got some nice traits of a running back. All right, um, and not real surprising that Texas would be the choice there. Texas is the closest big school to him, with Hallettsville being down on I ten between Texas or between Houston and San Antonio. All right. Um, let's go to Savion Bird, the big lineman, two-way lineman now, out of Duncanville, and, and what's your decision and what your movement on him was? Yeah, I went from a Texas crystal ball pick that I had had in for quite a while back to Foggy. I just don't like the way this one is trending for Texas, and um, I don't it, – it's kind of been trending this way for a bit, and – you know, when Quinton Jackson committed to Texas, I was told by sources at Duncanville that, that Savian Bird would be probably a guy to, to watch and, and could possibly go down soon. You know, he's so close with Quinton, and, um, you know, Texas had Rashad samples on staff at the time. Everything just looked like a match made in heaven. Uh, since that time, Bird has not been to campus very much, and he's been to SMU just about every time they've had the doors open. Uh, talking to people at SMU, they feel very confident about where they stand with Bird. Talking to people at Texas, the confidence level is down. I'm not quite ready to put in the SMU pick, but I think right now this one is trending away from Texas, which is troublesome as Bird is one of the you know big-time elite prospects on their board. Well, that, that would be a question. I mean, I, I, I will say this. We have seen skill position players, elite skill position players, come out of SMU recently. We have not seen elite line prospects really come out of SMU. Um, maybe one, the, the the Lithuanian kid, Magnus, yeah, back in the mid-2010s. But other than that, I mean, it's it's been primarily skill position talent for SMU, either on offense or defense. So uh, Bird would certainly be a, a big pickup for uh, Sonny Dykes. Uh, let's go next to Landon King, a big tight end um, out of the Houston area. Yeah, Landon King visited Texas early in the year, um, one of their visit weekends, and picked up his offer there. I think that Texas has the uh, you know the lead as far as uh, the schools that have offered him. He's getting a little bit of attention, uh, but I think Texas is the is the in state school recruiting him the most. Did you did you Mike Mike did you go from from foggy or from unpicked oh, yeah. to Texas. On Sorry, no, uh, yeah, okay. it was uh, no pick, um, and then went in for Texas, um, and that was the majority of these. I think I only switched two that I had uh, existing picks for, but um, I think that Texas is looking to take two tight ends in this class, and I don't think that means they're done. Even if they took Landon King, I think that they view Juan Davis as a guy with a lot of positional versatility, not just the tight end position. Um, but they even see him with some defensive versatility, so I think that they could still target a guy like a. Elijah Arroyo, who's looking like he's going to be the top tight end in the state. Um, very good look. Where's Arroyo? Oh, Kings King is out of uh, Atascacita, is that Correct. right? Correct, and Elijah Arroyo's from and, uh, Frisco Independence. And then uh, uh, Davis is from Everman. Correct, correct. Right? Yeah. Okay. All right, yeah, I just want to get that clear. How big is Landon King? Uh, he's about 6'5", 210 right now. 
Um, and is definitely a guy that has the frame to grow and, and keep growing. Um, I think that he, uh, I'm very interested to see him in person at the, I haven't seen a Tascacita in the last year, so I'm very interested to see him in the camp season this year. Um, Under Armour Houston is in like two weeks, so I'm assuming I'll see him there. Um, and I think that he's a guy that if Texas pushes for right now, they get. Uh, who are some other big offers for him? Uh, he's got uh, Georgia Tech, Houston, um, Tennessee, Virginia Tech. Those are the kind of the schools in on him, Washington. But Texas is, is by far the biggest and closest school. Gotcha. Okay. All right. Um, let's go next to Lake McCree, a tight end that Texas had a commitment from, but now is no longer committed to long. Yeah. You know, year in and year out. Bobby, it seems like there's like one tight end in the state and everybody fights over them. And um, this year, there's so many tight ends that, uh, you know, when Lake McCree made his decommitment, I didn't, I, you know, it feels like to me that, that both Lake McCree and Texas are going in opposite directions. So I took his Texas crystal ball, flipped it to Foggy, because I think he's picking up a ton of offers. I think Texas is looking at other guys. And I think this is one of those cases where they certainly didn't push him out of the class, but now that he's out, I think that Texas is kind of widening their scope and he's widening his scope so i just i just kind of see them both going different ways gotcha okay um let's go to jordan thomas the defensive end out of port arthur memorial how big is he and and tell me why you made the the prediction that you did i went from no no pick to putting in a texas pick he's 6'3 240 from port arthur memorial kid i went out and saw last spring and really nobody in our industry had ever seen him nobody had ever made the drive to port arthur but i was in port natures to go see jalen garth port arthur is 10 minutes down the road and i said let me stop in and see this kid and boy was i impressed he to me he's built like um Taquan Graham, but has a little more juice to his game uh, as a pass rusher. Um, I Qu- quick quickness or athleticism, just quickness, athleticism, everything, violence. A little bit yeah. of both. Okay. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I'll tell you a story. When I when I met the coach out on the field, I, he said, "Oh, you're here to see Jordan," and I said, "Yeah." And he goes, "They're down there. You'll know which one he is when you see him." And I walked down there, and they were hitting the sled. And you could, I could hear it hitting different when he was going as I was walking down to the other end of the field. And, uh, yeah, he's just a different type of dude, I think. Doesn't have, like, the projectable length that I think a lot of people want at the end. But, like I said, built like Taquan Graham a lot, but I think he has a little more of that athletics, athleticism than Graham had at, the, at that level. Um, and even this. How big, how big, uh, time out, how big was Graham, remind me, how big was Graham coming out of high school? Because you're saying Jordan Thomas is 6'3", 240. Graham couldn't have been more than 250, right, coming out? Uh, yeah, I think – I mean, they, they, they put a lot of weight right, on Right, right. I think Graham was 240, 250-ish. Um, yeah. But similar type of – like, if you just look at them, I, you know, if you just look at them in pictures, they look almost exactly the same, the way they're built. Um, and Thomas was a kid that even then I thought about putting in a Texas crystal ball last spring when I talked to him. You know, they had offered him very early um, when nobody really was knew who he was. Uh, they were recruiting him hard, and throughout the year, I kind of waited for him to come back to Texas a couple times, and um, really, he kind of went to A&M a few times, and uh, I started to kind of get worried about that potential pick, but in the last couple months, he's been to Texas twice and basically told me flat out that Texas is in the lead for him, so um, I felt good putting in the, the pick for that, and, uh, and, and I think that if Texas, again, 
they're they're still sorting out, I think, what they want up front defensively. But if Texas likes what they see in Jordan Thomas, if they like what they have kind of in a Taquan Graham and sees Jordan Thomas as a guy they can put some weight on and maybe play him on the strong side, I think he's he's a guy they push for and get. Especially if the, if he's a better pass rusher than Taquan, at least I, I think that 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 pretty much solves that issue or, or answers that question. My my uh, my thought here on this on on Jordan Thomas though, um, who is recruiting him for Texas? Uh, is it Oscar Giles or is it somebody? Yeah, else? it's Oscar Giles. Okay, so he's they've already because Oscar doesn't have Port Arthur, so. Right, and- You know, that may be something for another episode to talk about regions. I think the staff is moving way less to a regional outlook and more, way more to a position coaches are going to recruit their position. Interesting. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Um, Let's go next to uh, Terrence Cooks, uh, the uh, linebacker out of Shadow Creek, and we'll end, we'll end with him because that was your last pick. Yeah, Terrence Cooks, um, I went from no pick to putting in a Texas pick, and this is a little bit of a projection, but I just really like where Texas stands right now. And now Terrence Cooks is a kid that's picking up three or four offers a day. Things could certainly change down the line, but right now I think that Texas made the early – they made an early offer for him. They made an early impact on him with their visit. He's developed a, a very close relationship with Derek Harris, and um, I think that – Right now, if Der- if Terrence Cooks had to make a pick, I think it would be Texas. They're continuing to pursue him like he is one of the top players in the state, which I think he has a chance to be. He's a phenomenal athlete, just needs a little more film um, you know, for what he does. But right now, I really like where te- Texas stands with Terrence Cooks. Who else has offered him? Uh, he's got everybody, Alabama, A&M, um, I believe Washington, uh, Oklahoma. I mean, just about every so, big national player is coming in for him. All right, so of these guys, of these guys, I, this is a fair question. Savion Bird, Lake McCree, Jordan Thomas, Landon King, Terrence Cook, Cooks, and Jonathan Brooks, which ones right now, not, you know, after their the camp season, but right now would be considered national prospects in your opinion? Terrence Cooks for sure, Savion Bird for sure. Um, and then maybe – Maybe Jordan Thomas. I mean, Jordan Thomas does have his his fair share of of strong offers. Uh, LSU's offered A and M, of course. Okay. So, um, well, that's 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 probably national. Yeah. I mean, that if if the big teams in the in the surrounding region, all of them have offered, then I I would push him up to that to that national level. That makes sense. Okay. All right. Well, that's interesting, Mike. And uh, any any other future crystal balls coming in the next week or so? Or are you, yeah, you sitting tight well, right you know, now? this is something that I kind of want to do periodically is, uh, you know, the crystal ball is, I think sometimes it gets taken a little too seriously. And I think what it's for is for content to generate discussion. And so what I want to do is kind of build some content around it when I make these picks and maybe do a group of them and, and be able to do an article like this where I can lay it out and, um, and things like that. So um, I held a couple that I'm not, I wasn't quite as firm on or quite as confident on and going to keep digging on those and then maybe in a couple of week or two you know maybe put in another one with another article so uh, we'll see but uh you know spring season is busy season for the crystal ball gotcha uh, now let's go to out let's i think that was a good uh a good piece mike i think everybody has a clearer picture now of what you're thinking and why you made the decisions you made or made the picks that you made uh let's go over five six just a handful of the 
out-of-state prospects that, that you think Texas fans absolutely need to know about? You could write a hundred of them, right. right? Because they've they've offered every elite prospect out of state. But um, who are the five, six that you think are guys that that Texas fans need to commit to memory a little? All bit? right, I'm going to move geographically here um, across the country. So, well, so let's start up east uh, in west uh, in Virginia. Uh, Travian Henderson, a uh, a five star or near five star running back from Hopewell, Virginia, um, five star on our composite, four star by twenty four seven. Confirmed with me this week, he will be making an official visit to Texas. Um, so he is one of the elite running backs in the country. Um, now, right now, I believe Clemson and uh, uh, maybe Ohio State are probably the two leaders. But anytime you get a kid like that on campus, you know that's huge news for you as a school, and you know you've really got a chance to jump up that pecking order. So uh, Travion Henderson, remember that name? He'll be making his official visit to Texas on April twenty-first. Um, and we'll have full coverage of that once he's done. Uh, roughly how big? How, roughly how big is he? Um, he is a uh, five foot eleven, one hundred and ninety five pound running back. He play any other sports that you're aware of? Run track, anything like he's that? He's still a guy I'm kind of digging into because uh, Virginia is not real. Uh, familiar right. territory for me but he is he does run track we've got him down as a 100 meter guy who ran a 10 9 um as a sophomore um and then was gatorade virginia national player of the year uh, as a junior um so uh looks like a guy who's got some some legitimate things on his resume Okay, next guy. All right, let's move down to Florida. we got a couple guys here. Uh, Troy Stellato is to one of the most electric wide receivers in the country from Cardinal Gibbons in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. Um, he is a... Uh, a 4-4 guy ran a 4-4 laser on um, at a opening regional last year. Um, was a guy that when Texas offered about a three-star kid, but he's really he's hit a, a pretty good rise so far early this year. Ohio State's in it early, and that and the link there was Mike Yersich, um, You know, knew him when he was at Ohio State. Immediately offered when he got to Texas, um, and this is a kid that has you know kind of dynamite type of player at six foot one seventy two. From what I've heard, he is, you know, he's been in pretty good contact with Texas. They are feeling optimistic they can get him on campus in the spring. And if they do, um, you know, that's really a guy to watch that they can they can push for. Do you, you know anything about his numbers? What other teams are, are looking at him other than Texas and Ohio State? Um, the only number we have recorded for him official is a four four two at the opening regional last year. Um Clemson. No, I was talking more. I was talking about more about oh production, his, uh, his like stats. Yeah, pitch. yeah, for sure. Uh, okay, so last year he had about uh, seven hundred yards and, and nine touchdowns on forty two catches. Um, he looks like his film. He is primarily their deep threat guy, um, who just goes over the top and, and gets it. Uh, Auburn, Alabama, Ohio State, Clemson, all those schools are in on him. So he's going to be a, a, a tough tough guy to get. Ohio State currently has the crystal ball lead. Uh, have they all offered? Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. All right. All right. Fair, fair enough. Good one. All right. Next. Okay. Another kid from Florida, Christian Leary uh, from Edgewater, Florida, or Edgewater High School in Orlando, uh, 5'9", 171, uh, a slot receiver. Um, now, he's going to be a little more difficult. Texas is going to be on a push for him because he's announcing his commitment on June 6th. But he did an interview with me and said he definitely is planning to make it to Texas in the spring. And I think if they can maybe get him on campus, they've got a good chance at him. Um, he, they're, right now, it's you know Arizona State, Auburn, uh, Florida's in the mix for him. Um, and 
he's got no real leaders, no crystal ball lead, anything like that. Uh, Miami, Oklahoma, those schools are also in there. Um, and it's, it's always funny to me when a kid puts a like a commitment down but doesn't really have any leaders. To me, it seems like usually they run up against that and they may not be ready for to make the commitment. Yeah, they they push it back. Yeah. But it may be his birthday also, right. Mike. They, a lot of kids like They to do, do that, but then they give themselves like an arbitrary deadline that they don't really need to give themselves and they may not be ready. So we'll see, you know, kind of how that shakes out. Um, a fantastic athlete. Four five six at the opening regional last year, uh, f- uh, thirty three inch vertical, ten eight hundred kids, so uh, a lot of production as well. Uh, Forty six catches for a uh, thousand yards and eight touchdowns last year, and five hundred and twenty eight rushing and eight rushing touchdowns. So, um, <clears throat> kind of a do it all everything slot guy, and uh, I think that that he's had some contact with Texas, and and they feel pretty, still still feel pretty encouraged that he's still talking. Gotcha. Uh, okay. Next we'll guy. move west to Arizona, where Texas has been no strangers, um, and talk about Denzel Burke. Uh, Denzel Burke from uh, Scottsdale, Saguaro, where uh, Keely Ringo came from. And Burke is that is that B U R K E? Yeah, or yeah. Just B U R K. B U R K. With yep. me. All right. Uh, six foot one eighty nine athlete, um, four star on the composite, four star on twenty four seven. And uh, has offers from national programs like Auburn, LSU, Nebraska, uh, Ohio State, Oregon. So um, a lot of big offers there. Uh, a decent athlete, I think, doesn't have the high end that some of those Florida guys have. A four seven two um, in the forty, four uh, five shuttle, thirty two inch vert at five eleven one seventy six is what he measured in at last year. Um, and. I think a guy that Texas feels good, obviously recruiting that Arizona area. Um, they've they've got you know legs in at Saguaro where they've been for two years recruiting Keely Ringo, and I uh, talked to Burke the other day who said he is going to make a visit for sure um, and is very interested in Texas after they offered recently. No timetable from from what I know and, and no real leaders at this point, but I think Texas can can maybe make some hay there. Um, okay, so uh, let me. So, I'm just I'm struggling with why Texas would go after a four seven two wide receiver when when there might be somebody better than that or runs faster than that in Texas is is Burke just a, a good well plus athlete he's a he's or? a two way athlete so he can play receiver or DB um, I think okay. Texas is actually looking at him as like a safety um, and I think that from what I've seen um, you know his his times are expected to go up now I was told he. You know, I saw him this weekend at, at the Pylon Seven on Seven tournament in Las Vegas. He looked ex- very explosive, very quick. Um, so I don't know what the deal was when he ran that day, but that was almost a year ago. So I'd like to see if he puts down any new times this year and, and see, you know, how fast he's gotten over the, the course of a year. Yeah, I, I would. I can understand that. Uh, next, what state you are you more in Arizona or you want to go to California? Because I guess I'm, I'm guessing California. Yeah, let's go to California. Um, and, and when we look to California, there's a couple of, of DBs that I think Texas feels they have a decent shot at. And a couple I wrote stories on this week, uh, two from Pasadena. Uh, John Muir High School in Pasadena. Uh, Kalen Bullock, who's an athlete, plays receiver and safety. To me, one of the most impressive players I saw at Pylon 7-on-7 this weekend. Um, He is... Currently, I think about 6'1". Let me see what we actually have him measured at. Uh, 6'2", 175, um, with just tremendous uh, length. It breaks on the ball extremely well. uh, Very quick in space. and, And a guy that 
I think is built different than just about every safety in the state of Texas this year. Um, he's really, I think, their top prize at safety if if they had to pick right now. Um, a guy free is he more of a free or strong in your opinion? I would say he's more of a free. He's a guy that can drop into center field and kind of break um, each way. Um, kind of skinny, 175, uh, but all legs and arms, and um, you know, really quick. A guy I really liked when I saw this weekend. Uh, his teammate uh, is Jameer Johnson, a corner from from that same school, Pasadena Muir. Uh, physical press guy. That's what they're looking for. Is is guys that can press. I, I I got the vibe that that Bullock was maybe a little more serious about Texas than than Jameer Johnson was, but Johnson said he did want to make a visit, and um, you know we'll see how that things shake out. I kind of included him just because those two you know kind of go to the same school and played on the same team. I saw this weekend, so. Um, figured I'd talk about both of them, and then how, how big is how big is Jameer? Uh, he is six one one seventy five. Okay, so he he fits the long the longer corner that they like. Um, uh, who is who is the main competition for both Bullock and then you said Johnson's more open, but who's the main competition for Texas for with Texas for Bullock? Teams he mentioned were the they're, you know your typical Western teams, so Arizona, Arizona State, and Oregon. I think Oregon, if I had to pick, was probably the biggest one. Um, USC is also in there, and they've got uh, you know former Texas safety coach Craig Nivers recruiting there. So, you know, they're going to face some competition to get him away from out west. But that said, I think that, you know, so far from what Bullock's told me, he, he's developing a pretty good relationship with Chris Ash and, and really likes the way Ash, you know, talks about how he wants to deploy safeties in the defense and, um, and use them. So I think that's something definitely in their favor. Well, I think, I and mean, I think to be fair, Niver may not have a job at USC next year if, if Helton doesn't uh, improve that team pretty considerably this year. So who, who else you got up? Uh, Jalen Smith, a uh, athlete, but probably a safety from Bishop Almany in Mission Hills, California, uh, three-star on the composite, four-star by 24, seven at five eleven one eighty. 180. Um, now Jalen Smith, I talked to a, a couple weeks ago and he was really high on Texas, um, has been talking to Ash has had a previous relationship with Brian Carrington. So he's got a lot more familiarity um, with Texas. Uh, we don't have any testing numbers or anything on him, but uh, it looks like Arizona State, Clemson, Oregon, Colorado, those are kind of the schools involved for him um, right now. USC has the crystal ball lead at this point with one pick in, um, but he's a guy to watch. And then um, the last guy I'll mention is uh, up in Washington, Tacoma, Washington, uh, from Lincoln High School, Julian Simon. Um, who's a top 100 player nationally, 6'2", 221 athlete, uh, played safety this weekend at Pylon, but I could see him being a linebacker um, at the next level. Uh, He told me he was extremely interested in Texas. He doesn't talk much, um, but Texas really, uh, you know, that's a school. He wants to get out of the Pacific Northwest, I think. Um, And outside of – he does have Washington and Oregon high on his list, but he told me he wants to get out and see more of the country. And so I think Texas is really kind of piquing his interest at this point. Um, From what I know, he is, like, close to locking down some visit plans to Texas. Um, And I'm trying to get a little more information on that. But Julian Simon from from Lincoln High School is a guy that I would say to, to keep an eye on as well. Okay. Is there, are those your is those your six? I guess is what I counted here. Seven. Yeah, that's 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 okay. for now. And uh, just to give you some more context on Julian Simon, six two two twenty one, four six six in the uh, in the forty and a tw- uh, thirty inch vertical. His comparison on twenty four seven is Miles Jack. 
So yeah. <laughs> pretty good. Does he play running back also? Uh, I believe he does. Yeah, I haven't seen I haven't seen <laughs> enough of his film, but he's a good looking kid. <laughs> That's interesting. Um, was the talent pretty good over there in uh, in uh, at the pylon tournament? Yeah, it was a lot of uh, you know a Dallas team won it, so that was great for me. Uh, a lot of Dallas kids I know, including um, Isaiah Nakwobia, the Texas offer was on that team, a, a team grind from Dallas. So um, it was cool getting to see all the national talent and get to see a bunch of kids from South Dallas uh, win the whole thing. Okay, um, Mike, I, I I would be remiss to not mention two or three states that you didn't mention. Actually, I. I Surprised you didn't mention anybody from either Utah or Missouri because Texas has had marginal success um, in both the last couple of years. And then even Georgia. Uh, but I think maybe that was more Jason Washington prior um, uh, before he moved to, to Mississippi State. But uh, what, are, what are anything in those three states or is it just no? They haven't seemed to hit St. Louis as hard as they have in the past early on this year now that could definitely change during the spring um you know those those kind of offers can go out during that time um and then utah i you know i think that utah is a case of it's just going to be is the talent up in state or is the talent down and that's going to determine how hard it's recruited but right now there's not really no nothing going on in utah uh georgia is is a state to watch definitely one guy i probably should have mentioned was nyland green uh from newton uh, in Covington, Georgia, a cornerback um, who just made his way up, uh, jumped way up the top two four seven. Um, I think that Jay Valai and him have a, a real strong connection. I think he's a guy that uh, you know, going back to Valai's time when he worked on staff at Georgia, and then when he was at Rutgers, um, a guy that Valai knows, and they're trying to get him in for a visit. He's got offers from just about everybody in the country. Um, is a thirty five inch vertical is the only testing number we have. Uh, really registered for him, but a guy who in our top two four seven ranking uh, last update came out nationally at twenty seven, the third cornerback in the country and the third overall prospect in Georgia. So a big time kid that I think Texas feels they could maybe uh, make some hay with. Yeah, that's. I mean, you're talking about a guy that's ranked similarly to Keely Ringo, basically, um, which was a a national prospect to the hilt. So, okay, uh, Mike. Anything that you're doing that you want to preview for this coming week? Uh, the dead period will be lifting, I think, at the end of this weekend. Um, Texas is really not going to have any traditional junior days. They're basically just going to have visit weekends. And um, our coverage on that, like, we'll try to have somebody down there when we can. Um, if, you know, me being down there is really going to depend on who's going to be on campus um, and if it's, you know, worth it for me to make the drive from Dallas to Austin. Um, and you know, we've got a busy camp season coming up. So like Under Armour is in two weeks and then, um, it'll be in Dallas the week after that. We'll have the elite 11 regionals. The other thing I think people should know is I'm pretty sure I'm like 99% sure we're not doing, uh, they're not doing the opening as they have in the past. Um, I think that they are just doing elite 11. There will be no O-line, D-line, any other position component to it. Um, from what I understand. So that's going to really change the way we get measurables on, on kids. It's going to change the uh, opening finals in the summer. It may just be Elite 11 finals. So um, it's a new world for us, too. We're kind of figuring it out on the fly. But uh, be on the lookout for that. I don't think there's going to be traditional opening regionals this year. Okay, and Nick Harris should be able to cover uh, right. the, the kids that show up on campus if you're out and about yeah. doing your coverage, you know, seeing the kids actually 
work out at these various camps and combines as opposed to just visiting campus. But uh, certainly look forward to your reporting there, Mike. All right. Uh, for Mike Roach, I'm Bobby Burton. That brings an end to this week's uh, The State of Recruiting. Uh, the State of Recruiting is brought to you each and every week uh, and is available on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, Mike, thanks a bunch. Uh, talk to you soon. I'll talk to you on record, I guess, early or midweek next week uh, and hook them, everybody. Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.